Yo, 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 yo. What's really good, guys? It's your boy, Hob. This is episode seven of the Revolution Pod. Here once again with the boys, the OGs, Greg and Victorious. Yo, holler at them, guys. Milky smooth. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> What's goody? Yo, the guys are back. We're back. Episode seven. Uh, we appreciate all the love shown so far. Uh, definitely got the spins and the reviews and all that good stuff going up uh, the way we want it to go. So hopefully that keeps going in that direction. Uh, lots to talk about this week in episode seven. The usual stuff. Uh, Fellowship of the Pine. Revs review that we always go through. Revs are actually off uh, since the last time we spoke, since last week. Uh, but we'll give you a little latest and greatest going on with them. We've got some Pats talk, um, some uh, international uh, soccer talk, excuse me. Don't let me get ahead of myself. Uh, we got the Pats talk. We've got fantasy talk, DFS talk, wrestling talk, a uh, whole bunch to go on. We might hit some music. I know we, we mentioned that. Um, so a whole bunch of stuff to talk about uh, for Episode 7. We're recording on Wednesday night. This is October 6th. And before we jump into the Fellowship of the Pine uh, Revs talk, I just want to mention again our 10-16, October 16th, Rock the Lot event at the Revs games, Chicago Fire at the Revs at Gillette. We're going to be down there. I think we got at least, you know, maybe 10, you know, 8 to 10 people already locked in so far. Um, so anyone out there, holler at us, please, if you guys want to join us. We're going to be doing a little barbecue, a little tailgating. Um, that we've, you know, we've been doing uh, the past games that we've gone, that we've gone. So we've three and zero. Let's keep, let's keep it going. So um, let me not get into it any further myself. I want to have these guys jump in. Um, Greg, you want to let us know what's going on with the Revs? What's what's the scoop this week? Or Victorious, who who wants to hop in first? You know, I love doing my Revs talk. Yeah. So um, break us off. Love talking about the fellowship. Um, so, uh, you know, right now they got five games remaining. Yep. Um, they've, they've clinched uh, home field through the eastern, eastern part of the playoffs with a bye in the first round. Uh, I've had to check my math on that. So uh, that's, that's, that's all straight. Yep. <laughs> if, even, even, even if the Revs were to lose these last five games and Nashville, who's in second place, wins their last six games, they tie points. And Revs still have the um, the tiebreaker, so um, let's uh, let's let's start making our playoff plans. And uh, I think we talked about having like a, a little bet about how many fans we think would be in the championship game if they get there. I think I was on the low end around thirty five thousand. Vic, I think you might have been at forty. How maybe you said forty five? Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Let's see if we can hit that number. Maybe we need to put a little uh, thermometer on the wall or whatever and, uh, you know, fill it up. But, um, yeah, feeling's really good. Uh, team seems to be gelling. Uh, teams come back from their international duty. They're now about to go back out for that. And they're just – we got a real good look at what we think Bruce's lineup's going to be for multiple games in a row here. So, you know, that they're, they're just on a roll. Yes. Another little piece I'd like to point out there is that uh, 2019 LAFC has the record for 72 points in a season. Like I said, the revs at 65. So they're only a couple points off that with uh, five games to play. So, um, you know, 
they've, they've kind of got the East locked up here. Let's uh, let's try to let's try to take home a little bit, a couple of records. Yeah. So, but, Victorious, I, I want to. Yep. Oh, my, my fault, Greg. Um, I didn't mean to talk yep. over you there. I just want to kick it to Victorious. But before I do that, I... right, we're, we're on in- international break. Um, so the last time the Revs played was a week ago against the uh, Montreal at, at Montreal. That was a four one when we talked about the la- that last time. And then we have three of our players on, uh, you know, international duty, including Tejan, Matt Turner, and Buxa doing it for Poland. Um, like Greg mentioned, we're locked into the number one spot. Um, and then we have our, that, Rev, that Revs uh, Chicago game that we want to go to. That's our first game back. And then we have like four games in 11 days, I wrote. So like all yeah. this time off and all the it's, it's kind of the, the schedule has been crazy. Um, and then the last game is November 7th. So we have four games in, in between, you know, the 16th and the 27th. And then our last game is on the 7th of November. So some time off even between that. But uh, Victorious, anything that you want to mention? I don't know if you um, any international talk for these guys, but any revs talk that you want to uh, talk about? And, and Greg, we can obviously go back to your stuff, but uh, we are an international break. I just wanted to mention that real quick. Yeah, no, um, overall, just impressive uh, with the team overall. I think it's just really cool to see Adam Buxa on the Poland national team. I always get the uh, Instagram updates, uh, by the way. Um, you know, make sure if you follow me on Instagram, check out the pod. Um, just a little plug in there, top left corner. Um, anytime, um, just plug it in. So hey. uh, with all that being said, uh, Adam Buxa, really, really nice to see him in. Um, with Poland, and I, I think that's really like my my big takeaway o- outside of the obvious, the Revs with the yeah, they're points off, and, on fire, and just right yeah. on fire. Really looking forward to going to those games. I think what's really exciting about all of this is that you know we're going to these games, and I think you know we're chasing a record. So for me, it's exciting. Like we get, so, you know, not to say that uh, you know going to a game that wouldn't be worth it, but we're we're chasing something here. And I think Bruce really does want to chase that. He does want to break it. Um, I think the team overall does. And yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just I I love it. I'm excited. I can't wait to go. Um, honestly. Uh, it's it's too long to wait uh, 10 days. I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. Greg, you, you touched on some of the records as far as um, the points record. Um, or or I, I have one thing mentioned, uh, the MLS record for wins, actual Ws in the season. The Revs' previous record was 17. They've won 20 so far, and then the MLS record is 22. So that, that's definitely within striking distance as well. The other yep. one I had was um, goals, goals scored. And we're nowhere near contention. But our previous record was 55. We've got 57 now, so we've already beat that. So we've we, obviously a record-setting season. But um, yeah, you yep. can one count. more thing before we uh, before we jump into the international talk. Um, and I think it's a perfect segue on the transfer on the transfer wire because once we start seeing these qualifiers, it always seems to be that it's it's followed up by news of clubs that are watching these games as well and talking about interest. So I'm looking forward to the next couple weeks hearing about which clubs might be interested. I know we saw some early talk about uh, Buxa, um, and so I'm look, um, I'm interested to see if we hear any more talk about other clubs getting interested in him as well because he's done so well in the first few games for Poland. Um, and, um, and, and another thing here, we're talking about records. So the second place in the East is Nashville. If you look at their record, they only have three losses on the season. So that's fewer than the revolution. And I think if they lose one more game, they tie the record. I think four is the low, the low record there. So, I mean, they have a ton of ties, 
but in the, and they've played us well. So let's, let's, let's not lock up the championship yet, but uh, I, you know, I'm looking forward to a playoff matchup against Nashville where it's going to be an absolute battle. Cause uh, I think they do uh, a great job of playing two way soccer. So yeah, now that's, have, that's pretty much have, all I have it on the local they area. Have, um, they have 14 ties in 28 games. Uh, yep. That that's that's a that that's a lot of ties. Um, cool. Half half the games, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's half yeah. the games. That's crazy. Uh, plus, they, they stay the in every game though. They they know the, they what I appreciate from the manager is. Did yeah. Didn't they yeah. beat us once? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yes, I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm Early Matt, in the season, Matt yeah, Hill and then tied us. They tied us zero zero in the second game. Yeah, they yeah, beat us re- and tied us. So. Uh, they beat us at the at the beginning of the season, and I remember like kind of going into the game like we're in, there's no way we're gonna lose to Nashville, and they beat us like two to one. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that wraps up any refs talk, but we kind of knew it was gonna be a uh, quick uh, fellowship of the pine with them being off in the international break. Anything else? We you know we hit the records up that they're touching on. Um, you know, the, the guys that we have, obviously I, I want to jump into kind of the, uh, international talk, um, Let's do and, it. And, and the PSG or man United. I know victorious and, and I mentioned you too, Greg, both you guys looking sharp in your jerseys. Is that a player Jersey, Greg, Greg or just, um, a support, no, I don't put numbers supporter? on it. Cause then it becomes devalued. Yeah, <laughs> just blank on the back. Yep. Yeah. Victorious. You guys yeah, can't uh, see, yeah. you guys can't see it, but the visual victorious is looking extra sharp in this Ronaldo Jersey. Uh, That's Man, a collector's item right Man, there, bro. Man United. Collector's item. Uh, this thing Man, will not. I don't even know if I should leave the house with this thing. I really want to just kind of put this thing on a on a yeah. plaque or something. <laughs> that thing is extra crispy, but Ooh, um, I try to get robbed. Let's jump into the international talk. What do you guys want to hit? You want to hit up? Um, like I said, these guys are on international break too. And anything you guys want to hit up for? I mean, Victoria, so you want to kick us off, or Greg, your Dortmund stuff, or Arsenal stuff? Hit, yeah, break, no, break us I mean, off. <clears throat> I can kind of just kick off everybody just with some um, Premier League action what i do um i give yeah like we, kind of, uh, we usually have the we usually have like the past weekend to wrap around at least which i think is what is what we got right victorious right right so correct me if i'm wrong we'll be talking about club and international soccer yes let's go let's go so yeah man so united um you know obviously my um amongst other teams took action over the weekend uh you know want to give a particular shout out to a particular everton fan a friend of the family of mine uh in-law my brother-in-law, you know, it's funny, you know. We Somebody to- likes the toffees? Let's go. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Fans. Yeah, big ups to my boy, Dave. Um, you know, it's funny, you know, you go to these family parties and, you know, you know, it's like friend at the family party. You kind of hope, you know, there is kind of like that fallback option when you kind of don't want to be around the family. You know what I'm saying? Little, so, mer- little mercy you know, side derby for me, but, you know, we'll, we'll take the support nonetheless. Yeah, man. So it's always nice anytime we go into these Everton United games for the past, you know, year and a half, two years since we kind of really connected uh, on a fr- – actually, probably even a little bit further than that. I've known Dave for – for quite some time, but not to reminisce too much on that. Everton United played over the weekend. It was, um, you know, I don't know. It was kind of a, a back and forth game, um, back and forth game in a sense of you just, you know, United just does not put the game away. So at any time, you know, you just know a team is going to come back. And that's kind of just what, um, what, what essentially happened. Um, what, <clears throat> you know, what, what, you know, really truthfully, um, you know, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was her talking to Khabib and, you know, which is shady as fuck. That someone I, d- I did like, hear that shit. 
Huh? I did hear this shit. What you're talking about? Shady, I did hear it. man. Like you know, obviously it should have never been public knowledge. And again, I'll go back to the result of the game in a few. But this kind of taps into um, the the Ronaldo being excluded from the starting lineup, um, which again calls into question uh, the manager's decision over at Manchester United around what are you, what doing? Are you doing. You know, I mean, any you know the talk of you know you hear it around just podcasts and just in general, just what people are talking about is. You know, you go into a game like that, you don't start Ronaldo. What are you telling the other team? You're basically telling the other team that, yeah, you know, I mean, you're giving them the upper hand. I mean, that's a guy who, you know, you start him, they're shitting their pants. So, you know, right off the bat, Ronaldo not being in, uh, you kind of already knew. Martial, I've talked about him in past podcasts. I'm just, you know, I'm done with him, you know. But the man came through with a beautiful goal right before halftime. It was a Bruno Fernandez assist, another one. Uh, Bruno just kind of still, you know, leading the charts with goals and assists. Not leading, but, you know, always up there. Uh, nice assist to Martial. And, you know, what a beautiful goal. And, you know, I just kind of was, you know, foot in mouth, hand in mouth, whatever, saying to myself, well, you know, fuck it. At least he scored, right? Uh, yep. so, you know, anyways, uh, not, not, to, not to rattle on, but United goals, they're up one nothing. And it's funny, I told Dave before the game, I said, you know, Andres uh, Townsend, player for Everton, um, I said, he's got the look on the face like he just wants to score a screamer. He didn't score a screamer, but he scored a beautiful counterattack goal, which, again, you know, United, you know, they, they were doing their part uh, opening up the second half. You think they're about to score. They can't put it away. Everton, beautiful counterattack goal. Andres Townsend comes in on the right side, just goes and absolutely puts it right past the hair for – honestly, it was it was a beautiful goal. The hair just stood there. Bro, uh, yeah. can I just uh, tell you – yeah, I got, I got to jump in, Victorious, because we talked about this a little bit in our text. But, like, first of all, like you said, when you when you don't start Ronaldo, you're sending a message to these guys. Now, Everton is, like, a battle-tested team. Like, they're, like, mid-table, like, regularly, if not, you know, top whatever. And we already talked about Rafa Benitez is, like, a serious skipper. He put, put respect on his name. Like, people, like, you know, sleep on Rafa Benitez, but he doesn't put in work. Yeah, he um, knows, he knows, he knows. Uh, yo, Andres, Andres Townsend is like a serious battle-tested EPL player. Like, yo, battle. come on. Like, I, yep. I don't know. Man, man United, like, what are you doing? Holy Gunner, what, what what are you doing, bro? Like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it calls into question the tactics. You know, he actually went out and said that, you know, he feels like he went out and said it himself. You know, he feels like he can get the best of the players. I mean, I've said it before. You know, he is someone, and we've seen it, you know, when he needs the results, he typically gets them. But not when it comes to the silverware. Again, we haven't had silverware since 2017. You know, I bought this condo that I live in right now the day that they won their championship, and we haven't won anything since. So it's killing me as a fan. Time to move. <laughs> have to move, yeah. <laughs> sell that place, yeah. but uh, yeah, anyways, yeah. So, so you know, that that result it finished 1 1. Ronaldo did end up coming on, he didn't, unfortunately, you know, he didn't, he didn't make an impact. Um, it is what it is, you know. Um, again, there was some drama after the game. Again, uh, Khabib was a, a visitor, and again, you know, just for everyone to know, you know, United got stars going to their games all the time, Usain Bolt. He's a fan. Uh, you, you've been seeing him around a little bit more. But Khabib was in the crowd. And, uh, yeah, there was some, somebody 
somebody was trying to get some dirt on on the coach there, and essentially what ended up happening was uh, the the former coach legend Sir Alex was was heard saying that you know basically anytime you leave Ronaldo um, on the bench, you're basically conceding and, and and you're not you know you're not you you're not basically going in with the upper hand. So. Yeah, you're not going in to win, yo. You're not going right, in with that, right, killer, right. That, that killer mentality. And I look That's right it. now, Everton's fifth in the table. Like they're right behind United on they're, fourteen they're points right too. Just goal they're differential. Both four two and one. Both right. four two and one. Just goal Hon- differential. Right. Honestly, yeah. it's kudos to Everton. It was a great. I mean, you know, good on their part. Honestly, um, and at the end they almost won it. It was an offside call at the end. Had me fucking shaking in my boots. <laughs> but um, anyway, it, it was offside. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Is there any chance Sir Alex is trying to throw his name back out there, like? Yeah, you know, obviously, like Ronaldo's. Like, I'm thinking like Phil Jackson sort of stuff. Like, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. no. Uh, Sir Alex just recently had um, he had like some serious medical issues. Like, he had a stroke just, recently, I believe. He had a stroke. There's just no way. I mean, he's um, no, 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 no. He's nah. he's at the gotcha. booth. He's a legend. Um, he's yeah, got Sir his Alex. Own. Yeah. That's for it. sure. Yeah, That's Sir it. Alex, Sir um, Alex. So, yeah, so it's it, maybe this is his, you know, maybe this is his, he's looking for a swan song here. He's looking, he's calling out. He's like, hey, I I want to see this happen. Do me oh, this, do me this justice. One, remember, I mean, he's the one who gave really the blessing for Ronaldo. If there's no, there's no Ronaldo, if there's no Sir Alex. There's just, remember that of, from when he started, when he was 17, 18, up until now. There's no Ronaldo. You know what I'm saying? Without Sir Alex. So I true. just want to make that very clear. Anyways, so, you know, a bunch of other results that happened over the weekend. Um, that Liverpool City game was absolutely crazy. I don't know if you guys caught that at all. Oh, right? I did see it back and forth, right? Ooh, holy crap. Yep. Two, two, you know, 2-2, two, two, late Bro, drama. Mo Salah. Mo Salah, man. Holy shit. This guy is unreal. I mean, I don't even care, you know. You screw all the rivalry stuff. At the end of the day, we love soccer. We love football. That's what we're about. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And at the end of the day, you just got to appreciate great, great soccer. And this man was slicing and dicing. Yeah, he nice. Yeah. He nice. And Liverpool said, you're you're not going back to do uh, international team duty. Oh, <laughs> said the U.S. What ended, up, uh, what ended up happening with that? What happened? T- fill me in on that. I don't. I don't. I don't oh, did they keep him? Did they kept? Yeah, they kept them just because of the uh, COVID restrictions and stuff. Wow, I um, I guess I, di- I, di- I didn't even realize that, but I knew that I knew that type of stuff was going on, but I didn't realize Salah, um, Muhammad Salah was a part of that. But the Bruin at the end of the game too, he had some magic. He's the one who ended up, honestly. Oh, I Liverpool, saw that. Yeah, Liverpool was up two to one after some Salah magic, and you know De Bruyne with some more of his magic, with a beautiful left footed shot. I mean, fuck top of the it, box. Man. Yep. Talk about two superpowers, and then Chelsea had to wait until a late red card from Southampton to go ahead three to one. And look who's at the top, Chelsea. So, you know, we continue to yep. talk. Even with City beating them last week, Chelsea's still at the top. So, you know, and and listen, I had I can't I have to met I have to say this. Brentford, Brentford. It's like fucking crazy. Huge win yeah. at West at West Ham. At yeah, West Ham. The at, the is... death, at the death. So just be on a lookout for them. They've got some really good strikers up top. They play two guys up top. They're strong. They're a physical team. I, I I love seeing them play. United played them in um in preseason, and I saw them and I said, man, that's that's. I mean, it, you know, 
It's it goes yeah, without saying. They're a good team. That's a team name you never hear in the in the Premiership. Well, so they've like, never I, been I'd be... there. This is the first year okay. they've been there. They've never been there. They've never been to the Premier League. They've 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 tried and, and failed so many times. If you look back, they've had some heartbreaking seasons. I want them. They're the bees. I think. I think they're the bees or some shit like that. I think they might be. Um, you know, right, as yeah. as we talk about the uh, the Premier League, uh, you want to hit us on any Arsenal stuff, Greg? It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I mean they're they're yeah they're eleventh out of twenty. Um, they just came off a zero zero tie with Brighton. Um, I, I watched that game and I feel like they're lucky in that game, although they've been on a ride lately. Um, but yeah, they they got real lucky that they didn't uh, they didn't get scored against in that game. Brighton looked inspired um, and played really well, but uh, from from you know, from the trash comments earlier in the podcast episodes, <laughs> Arsenal has, has turned it around a bit. They're now 11th out of 20th. Like I said, uh, they got three wins on the table. Um, starting to make that uh, goal differential look a little bit better. Um, so uh, looking for a little bit more out of them. The heat, the heat right now is off for Mikel Arteta. So uh, no, no, it um, is. It is. And honestly, I, I, I'm not, you know, sorry, not to cut you off, Greg, but honestly, you love to see it. You want to see. Yeah. just worked you, his way out of that. You, you want to see that. I mean, you know, I mean, just in general, Arsenal, they're a big club. You know, it's sad. You it's don't want to see, you don't want to see these teams, you know, you don't want to see any of these teams go down, but I mean, Arsenal, come on, man, wake the fuck up. And I'm glad they have, because honestly, They've got players. They've got good guys. You know what I'm saying? So there's really, you know, they've got some. There's no reason why they can't. Crack. That was me just cracking a freshie. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, what's, what's good, Greg? Any other Arsenal talk? You want to hop over to fucking BVB? Uh, yeah, I do really, actually, because that's, hit, that's hit probably us, the most interesting hit thing. Hit us on that um, Bundesliga tip. They beat Augsburg 2-1. to one. Um, they're in second place in the Bundesliga. But the, the thing I want to talk about is I want to get on the, the gossip wire here a little bit. Okay. So you know, the word on the street is Alan's agent is has an agreement with Dortmund that he's trying to move you know, he's trying to move Alan to Real Madrid. I know we were talking about Manchester United. Uh, yeah, I see you pinching your nipple there in the, in the Manchester <laughs> United symbol. <laughs> But the word on the street right now is is that there's going to be uh, a little a little bit of a, a little bit of a thing there with the PSG and Real Madrid competing for them. But listen, those the, teams the, are those teams. You know, again, this is we're, we're gonna we're gonna float we're gonna float we're gonna talk on episode fourteen, right? That now you know this team is on it. Always remember, there's just there's always heavy hitters. You always got to think who can afford, right? Who can afford? Who can afford these teams? United, Chelsea, um, obviously PSG. Who, I can tell you who can afford them, Dortmund. Yep. Yeah, for sure. There's the usual heavy hitters. No different, right? In the Premier League, there's the usual heavy hitters. In the, in the world, there's usually heavy, heavy hitters, for sure. What do you, yeah, um, and- what do you think? Is, yeah. it, is, that, is that actually going to happen? That uh, any, any preferred destination that, that he has, Greg, or anything? Uh, I don't that- think it's going to happen because I think PSG, uh, Real Madrid's primary focus is going to be is going to be Mbappe and 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 what I think is going to happen is that which would be real interesting is that PSG will be now sort of like the com- uh, the competition with Man U for Alain and uh, I 
my understanding is that PSG might be going after him. So, um, so it's just, it's, it's fun to see the, the, the desperate housewives drama, um, you know, looking at these, these owners of these clubs as like the desperate housewives and like competing with each other. I just love, I just love the drama, uh, days of our lives, bullshit. So, um, <laughs> can't wait to see what happens. I just want to keep going until we hit that next transfer window in, uh, I, I think it starts at the very beginning of January. Uh, I know some, some, some countries are a little different than others, but it's, it always starts in that January window. Um, so I, I want to keep sort of following, following that gossip along and, in uh, and then we'll, we'll obviously, you know, we'll find out what happens well if, if you keep uh in tune with the the podcast we'll see what happens in january um yeah i'm going to just hop into the psg stuff real quick we touched on uh we touched on it briefly but and before i even jump into it it's funny you mentioned like psg and man city right they're, they're fucking big oil money right like big fucking middle eastern like fucking crazy oligarchy type money you know like f- craziness um but that's you know a topic for another pod, like like maybe episode fourteen, like you said. So hey, for PSG, I know I was talking a lot of shit about them too, but they finally lost in league play. They took a two zero L to fucking Rennes, um, and you know just took the L. So you can't win them all. Broke that fucking uh, eight match uh, W streak. So of course they're still first in the league. The on they're on the international break, um, like everybody else, but they come back on the fifteenth. Uh, at home uh, against Angers, you know, just another league play. And then I think, uh, you know, same thing for your your clubs as well, guys. Uh, Champions League's back on, like, the 19th. So that's coming up, too. They're playing uh, Red Bull Lesbig RB. Or I don't even – how do you say that? Les, Lesbig RB? Leipzig? Le- Le- Leipzig, yeah. Le- Leipzig. Leipzig. Maybe I think it's Leipzig. Okay, I wrote my my bad. I typed it wrong. I wrote lesbian. So so we so. have so, so so we have Atalanta, and it's like it's funny. Um, oh, it's like Atal Atalanta. So. Atalanta. So it's mad funny. Again, like you guys all know, uh, my boy Johnny. Like when when when, <laughs> when 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 Atalanta like came on like came on the scene, like he we be playing on FIFA, and I'd be like. Yo, like he'd be like, nah, I'm gonna play with Atlanta. I'm playing nah, Atalanta. He'd be like, nah, like that's. I'm like, yo, bro, it's Atalanta. <laughs> that's like that's like, like 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 yo, that's not how you really say it. Uh, anyway, that's it's, like, it's just funny the pronunciations and shit, you know? Yeah, for sure. When I look at some of these French teams, it's it's a riot. But um, oh, it's great. Now, um, that they got Champions League coming up, just like I'm sure your clubs have coming up. Um, but that's really all I wrote, uh, all I jotted down in my notes. We're gonna be quick and dirty with the PSG talk, but took the zero, the zero two L in league play, but you know, still top of the table, still fucking leading by a wide. You margin. guys will be fine. You got, you know, PSG as well they should be. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. as well they should be. You know what I'm saying? But yep. um, that's really all I got before we jump into. Do you guys want to jump into U.S. Men's National Team talk? Yeah, no, we, we I should. I mean, there's the, we have a huge yeah. break coming up, and before huge. We, before we get into the international break, because I know we can go on a, um, I know we can go on a soapbox with that. Um, I know that there was a result today in the UEFA, like national, like a, a Europe, you like European game, and I saw that Italy finally lost the game to Spain. Spain won two to one, and um, Ferran Torres, uh, winger from um, City, scored two goals. And yeah, um, I I I what I didn't see any. I saw on live score that 
yeah, two to one was the final result. So Italy's uh, streak has finally ended. So I don't know. We can obviously touch on that, you know, at another time. But I, I felt like that was important to, to highlight. I didn't catch any of the game, but um, yeah, just just an important highlight because I think that sh- that ends their 38, 39 game win streak overall. That is a record. You know, yep. I'm looking that up right now. They won in the Nations League, which the Nations uh, League, yes. You wait for Nations League, uh, but yeah, they took uh, Italy got a red card. Ooh, uh, Bonucci got one in the 42nd minute. There it is. Uh, but can't, yeah, can't have that, can't have that happen. Uh, the this is the Nations League is a biennial, so every two years, the international competition contested by uh, I don't know. Looks like a little World Cup, like yeah, you know, in, like, in, in just, between World Cups. Just, or yeah, it's just like another tournament. It is nice. pretty. And guess who plays tomorrow? Uh, France and Belgium. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good, so great competition. Great matchup. That's the final four. So it'll be, um, yeah, it'll be Spain waiting for the winner of France and Belgium. So wow, that's real yeah, tasty. Like unbelievable, right? Um, Are countries bringing their B squads though? Like, no, no, I mean... they're they're playing all full squads, Greg. Everyone's got their um. There's no holding back here. Like they, everyone's everyone's going for it, bro. Whenever you know, everyone's being released unless unless for whatever reason you know you're not being released from your club. You know they're bringing it, bro. They're bringing yeah, it. Everyone's most, trying to get up. Most solid type, unless you're most solid type. Egypt, <laughs> Egypt, fall, is... fall back, fall back. Uh, yo, let's talk. Let's jump into the U.S. men's national team. I know we got again. This we squeeze in three matches in six days. We're playing tomorrow in Austin, Texas, against the Reggae Boys. Um, Greg, hit us with some talk. And, you know, lots of stuff. We got to get some points. I know we're looking for like you know nine points here. I don't want to be greedy, but um, what do you got for U.S. men's national team info, Greg? Break us off. Yeah, pressure's on right now. So we got three games over the next week. The first one tomorrow against Jamaica, Thursday, um, and then Sunday against Panama, and then next Wednesday, uh, next episode of the pod, uh, the game will be the same night when we play Costa Rica, who's always usually someone that's at the top tier of the CONCACAF. But tomorrow against Jamaica, a couple of things I'm noting after the break, a couple of key players that are out, uh, John Brooks, Giovanni Reyna, and uh, Christian Pulisic. All out. Um, I'm, the U.S. is uh, 3-0 and 2, which doesn't look that bad. But when you look at the, the competition and then in the level that some of our players are playing at, we, that's, it's still not good enough in my eyes. Jamaica's 0-4 and 1, uh, four losses, one draw in their last five. Been really struggling. So this, this should be a nice way to ease back into things. Uh, Jamaica's definitely down from how they've been in the past. And so just looking over both clubs in the last five games and they played each other in the last five games, I'm looking at the U S coming out in a four, three, three, uh, formation. Uh, and I expect, I expect Jamaica to come out in a four, four, two, which is sort of like a, a little bit, a little bit more conservative where you're still not necessarily playing all defensive. You are still providing yourself that offensive attack, but also, um, playing defense as well. I would like to see, based on the success of teams against Jamaica in the last five games, I'd like to see the U.S. switch a little bit more to a 4-2-3-1. Here's the lineup that I, I want to see. Um, Matt Turner, uh, Serginho Dest uh, at left back, left center back, uh, Anthony Robinson, 
uh, right center back, Miles Robinson, right back, DeAndre Yedlin, although I want to see Reggie Cannon. He's not. I, I was building this roster based off of available players, Greg, and Reggie, Reggie Cannon Greg, is not Greg, available. Greg, where's uh, where's Reggie Cannon playing his ball? He's in Europe. I haven't been tracking him. No, but it's I've all good. Been... But he's in. But he's okay. He's European. Okay, he's out in Europe. Okay, no, I'm just trying he, to. And he's to he's done. super young, and he is the top uh, outside of Sergio Dest. He's right up there. He's in the top ten as far as um, value players for the U.S. men's national team. Maybe it's just uh, the amount of exposure, but Yedlin's been getting the attention, and so I expect to see him. And with the U.S. needing to win. That makes sense. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of Reggie Cannon on the, on the U.S. men's national team roster, but he has got a little bit of <clears throat> little bit of action, and and he's another one of those players that he is playing outside defense, but in a four three three, there are a lot of those overlaps, and you do see them deep into the final third of the opposing team's defense. So uh, I want to see I want to see that because you'll see Serginho Des do it, and you'll see Yedlin do it. Yedlin, we know what he is right now. Reggie Cannon is super high, like he's he's on a super high trajectory and he's super young. So I want to see that continue to develop. But is this the right forum right now where the U.S. is kind of wavering in, you know, needing to establish themselves coming off of, you know, a previous failure in World Cup qualifying where they just need to get in? Um, yo, real talk. I, I, I'm with you, Greg. Um, are, are you looking at the table at all? Because I'm looking at the table and I'm looking at these three teams. And I'm like, first of all, we need three points against three Jamaica. points. We three need three points. points against Jamaica. That's that's it. They're I bottom mean, of the table. Bottom. They, you know, respect to the reggae boys. No, of yeah, course. I put, you know, we love, we, we of course, you know, Victoria's got ties to Jamaica. To the <laughs> it island, don't you know. matter, bro. When it comes, I mean, it but matters. This is right. This is this it, isn't personal. This is just it, business. It matters, but it don't matter. And we talked about top three slots, you know, first two. Um, and then the third, obviously, uh, in our group is what we're talking about, where we're looking to aim. I mean, Panama and Costa Rica are next two opponents. They're mid-table. They're right behind us. Um, so we definitely need this three points versus Jamaica. What do you think? I mean, how many points overall? What do you Should we put some little over-under on the po- amount of points, Greg, that, we're, that we get or that we're looking for? What, what, do, you, what are you thinking here? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with seven. Got to absolutely have two, and then at least at Got least draw. If we, if um, we, dude, if we won two, if we took at least, I, I, I would love seven. But if we took two point two wins, six points, that would be massive. I think. Yeah, I'm with you though. Seven points. What do you What do you think of victorious? What I'm telling you right now is we better not be walking away with three points, three ties. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, no. But I'm just saying though, like, 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 but like that's some like if you. But look at the standings right now, guys. Tomorrow, I think tomorrow's gonna be big. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's gonna be, gonna be Tomorrow's I mean, gonna be Jamaica. Massive. Jamaica. If, if anything, I mean, look at Jamaica. Jamaica has to, looking at that from an angle of like, no, nah, you think USA? You think you have to win? Y'all in third. We are in eighth. Like yeah. we have they're, to win. They're fucking desperate. But of course they are. So you know they're gonna be gunning for the legs. They're gonna be, you know, they're gonna be plotting. <laughs> it's just, it's gonna be ugly, man. And you but, already know when we play Panama, Costa Rica, those games we uglier. talked about it before. Those games get, you know, we're going to play fucking yeah. MVC. Honestly, guys, yo, I'm pumped about it because it's just it's just another level of soccer that I mean, not only for us to be able to talk about, but for us to be able to just watch as spectators. I think anyone should just really be, you know, again, there's there's South American soccer, there's European soccer, there's American soccer. So 
you know, people hearing this, like, get out, watch it. You know, if you've got, you know, Fubo, ESPN, just throw a game on. I mean, it's, you know, if you work remotely, toss it on. Seriously, just fucking have it on the background. Watch a few games. Really get into it. You know, I don't know. I just I have to promote it because it's it's everywhere, you know. Yep, I'm with you. Um, Greg, what else? I mean, as far as the roster, anybody you think that we're, you know, you mentioned some of the injuries um, that we have or some guys that aren't with us. I mean, I mean, any roster info or decisions that you, you, you ain't with or that, you know, it surprised you? Yeah, ra- just rounding out what I think should be out there. And, yep. w- and we'll see once that's announced. I haven't seen what the announced lineup is, but I gave you the defense there. Um, the, the, so in the 4-3-2, the two um, – Defensive center mids, Tyler Adams, and I want to see Giannis Musa, although I he's off an of injury now. Um, I don't think he's in his lineup, but I'm putting him in there anyway because I just want to establish the fact that I want to see this guy. Um, and I think he's incredible. And then um Ricardo Pepe. So when we look at the at the three and the four, two, three, one lineup, oh. we got Ricardo Pepe. I want to see him on the left wing. He's obviously earned himself some spot. Uh, attacking center mid. I have a three-way. I couldn't come to a decision. I want to see Timothy Weah, um, someone we haven't seen a lot of from Lille in France. Um, but um, Matthew Hoppy and, and Aronson have earned themselves some opportunity, but I don't like them at the attacking center mid position. And then Weston McKenney back from his suspension. Um, I want to see him on the right wing, although you could argue that maybe between attacking center mid, you push McKenney there and then you have the conversation between Wea Hoppy Aronson on the right side and then um at the uh the top spot there in the 4321 the 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 straight striker position I want to see Daryl DK's not on the list so my backup um that I think is sort of second to him is uh Jordan Peefock um as just sort of he's he's he can hold the ball up there so you can get those those wingers in the attack um, and, and, and plays more of a stronger game where he could win the ball in the air or win the one-on-one battle. So that's, that's sort of where I'm thinking of, uh, and he's got a killer instinct. I mean, he fucking killed United. I mean, honestly, I look back on that game. I mean, that loss to young boys. I mean, we'll probably, honestly, we'll, we'll, we'll always look back on, on like our first thoughts on this pod of like, Oh, young boys, PFOC, man, you know, what a goal. I mean, that was groundbreaking stuff, you know? P fucker. Yeah. <laughs> we got P fucked. Uh yo, I'm in, I'm interested to see how the this this three game set goes. No, nah, I'm excited. I'm pumped too. Man. We we need for sure we need these three points against fucking Jamaica to get, you know, a nice little kickstart right off the bat. About to put a parlay and fucking just put all three games and just go like, yo, like USA, one, two, three, both games, you know, fifty bucks. Like, let's go. Wow. You won't do it. You won't. I, I might. Wow, we might have to get into my fucking tease of the week. Uh, but let's, Leo, that's that's we're gonna jump into that. Good talk, so, fellas. This is yeah. Great. I was gonna say, I, yeah. I we're gonna wrap up the men's national and the international talk in general. But um, any other, you guys want to hit us with any last last words on that, or just looking forward to the games here? That's all I got, brother. Looking forward to the games, man. More to follow. Yo, all right. Well, let's jump into uh, let's keep it stateside with the uh, American football. Uh, Pats, real quick, uh, you know, big time, uh, you know, had all the lights on at the at Gillette when they played, what was it, Sunday night? Um, Sunday night against Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Your your boy's birthday right here. What a day. 
what, what day what was it? What, what was that, Victoria? The third? Not, I, I, the I, second? I, not, not, not to boast about my birthday. My birthday was on Sunday. But um, Sunday was... Um, Sunday was the Patriots game, you know what I'm saying? But it was just a lot of um, it was just it was just like a lot of build up to the day. Yeah, you yeah. Know what so, I'm saying? Yeah, uh, October third, lovely little day. It ended ooh. up being, dude. I think the weather actually played a big part in how um how that game went. But nonetheless, Pats lost uh, seventeen nineteen. I can't even front. I like fell asleep at the end, so I didn't even see how the last kick went and all that. But same, same. Um, I can't. So I can't even. You know, I got to keep it one hundred. But uh, nonetheless, Pats lost. They won it three on the season. Tampa Bay won. Uh, next game, the Pats, you know, Pats moving on to next week. They're at Houston. I think they're in a nine point. I don't know if you guys caught the spread. Actually, I think I saw an eight and a half. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. Uh, so they're, and that's at Houston too. So we can talk about that, but um, yep. any thoughts on, you know, obviously we can talk a lot about, there's a ton of press and a ton of media coverage about Tom making his homecoming and, and you know, um, how that, all that was going to shake out, but Anything you guys want to talk about, um, either looking back or looking forward on the Pats? Um, you know, Greg or Victoria's hit us off. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, I think at the end of the day, I, I'm sure on both sides, everyone can say, I'm glad they're, they're probably, everyone's got it's done. It's done with. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, you, we can kind of like move on, kind of yep. move on. And, and I know that's the general consensus of like kind of what's been talked about, but truthfully, like, you can just move on. Like, so the days since they scheduled this game, it's just been like, fuck, like, we got to deal with that pressure. Like, that's pressure that on both sides. So I think both parties and then, you know, m- my last piece, I guess, uh, on this personally is, uh, you know, and you guys can touch on it, too. But, you know, 20 minutes, those two talking in the locker room, that shit's crazy. Like, what the fuck were they talking about? You can only imagine these probably squash match years like it probably got deep in there you know what i'm saying belichick and brady obviously you know what i'm saying so i don't know that's part of the drama i just i i I just throw my part on that you know any um any thoughts coming up here at houston you think uh how how that game gonna go victorious any thoughts on that real quick again it's just one of those games where it's like you're coming off a, a a game where you've been kind of i don't know let down again like don't shit the bed you can't go one and four you can't go one and four to the worst fucking team. Buffalo just smoked these dudes forty to nothing. Like, come on now. It's true. It's real talk. Greg, um, what do you think about Brady coming back and all that? Yeah, um, you know, I think it was great um, how how the Patriots handled things, sort of after the fact, not playing into the drama. You don't want that. This this is this is symbolic of like a strong couple breakup. And, you know, they have a lot of friends and friends are taken side, which are the fans. And I don't like to see it. And, and history is going to history is going to tell a different story where it's it's not going to focus on what we're dealing with right now. And the, the little like who's more responsible bullshit. We were a team. And I and, and going back to when uh, the Patriots were like sort of set the example of coming out for the Super Bowl as a whole team. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's how I think of this team. And, and, and I, I don't like the fact of this, you know, heavyweight fight between, you know, who's more responsible. Cause that's not what I fell in love with, with this team in the early 2000s. So, um, uh, just, I'm glad that they buried the hatchet with all that. I feel like they did because there was a lot of trying to control the narrative leading into this game. Everyone knew that there was good, there was going to be so much media attention, 
and and they were talking about this Wickersham uh, book that was coming out. So oh, yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm just glad with how it ended up. Uh, about the game, I know Mac got some numbers, uh, but what I had said, you know, coming into this game, the Bucks had the second worst pass defense in the league and the second best run defense. It doesn't take anyone with sort of a half wit to understand that you're just going to try to throw the ball in this game. So uh, Mac Mac did and did a little bit better. Two seventy five, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, so a little uh, look very good there. But uh, I'm I, I just want to take caution with that from people from getting too excited about Mac's numbers. He's still got a lot to learn, and we're still going to see a lot of issues coming forward. But he did what he needed to do in these two games. They were in the position to win. They made the decision to go with the kick. It didn't go. Whatever. Um, so so. Um, just, just real quick. So I saw that he had two touchdown passes, correct? Yep. Two tight ends. So, like, can we talk about how that played out? Because, again, like, Hob, I mean, I passed out. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> like, like no, I, mean, I, I, saw the, I saw the highlights. Don't get and, me wrong. I, and I'm not even going to front. I didn't even – the only highlight that I saw was the dude missing the, uh, the field goal. But I saw that um, – basically you know I, again i i saw the numbers i saw from a rating standpoint from a number standpoint they were better than brady but that doesn't mean shit you know this dude's throwing soft ass passes that you know fucking my son can probably throw again that's probably that's that's a stretch but yep. yeah and know. we're seeing that we're seeing that across the rookie quarterbacks i don't want to get into it too deep but everyone's yep. Everyone's below seven yards average per catch, except for one person, but they have a small sample size. But we don't need to get into that. Now let's talk about them guys, actually. Well, let's. All right. Yeah, let's. You want to talk about the rookie quarterbacks, though, Victorious? I mean, if that plays into like our Patriots football talk. Well, let's talk about. Um, is that is all, is that all you wanted to hit up on Brady or the Pats looking forward, Greg? Yeah, and you know, cause let's hear your scoop on it too, cause um, you know, we just filibustered on that. So, no, I mean, I think it was all right. I, I don't, I don't. Whatever you guys just said, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. I don't want to get uh, you know rehashed what you guys just said, but I think that we just moved on from it. You know, kept it push. Let's keep it pushing here. That's all, yep. Pats. But yep. I don't think we can go one and four. I don't know if the spread is right. If I had to bet my money, I would take the points here at Houston. And I don't even like, I know they got like Davis Mills starting the quarter. I know they got a fucking wacky ass team. Um, but the Pats, they don't look right to me. Um, I would just say, yeah, Greg, I don't want to say they got empty numbers, right? But like they got, we, we knew, like you said, uh, Tampa Bay number one rush defense in the league. Of course, it's a, it's a pass funnel. We know that. Yeah. Um, yep. So I don't know if too much was gained from that. Um, but yeah, no. The, let's see what keeps going. As far as um, what we mentioned before, or Victoria's t- touched on before, is just um, the quarterback rankings that um, you know the we we mentioned as one of the show topics, and we re- reached out to some people. We appreciate you know part of the feedback. Um, this was actually, guys, one of um, my buddy Kev. He mentioned this as a topic to discuss. Um, so it was something that we threw about was just talking about um, the quarterback draft this year, the the draft class, I should say. The 2021 draft class, it was um, Trevor Lawrence, number one, Zach Wilson, number two, Trey Lance, number three, Justin Fields went 11, and Mac Jones went 15. So we were just kind of going to bandy about to see if that, if, you know, we're four games into the season now. Um, some guys are 0-4, some guys are, you know, better than that. But 
Um, what do you guys think about as far as that? Would you still rank them the same? Would you still draft them the same? Any switch-ups to that order? Um, what do you guys, you know, to hit, hit, hit lead off? Somebody want to hit lead off on this? Because I, I want to, I definitely want to jump in on this. Cause hit him with it. Well, I just think right off the bat, um, I would still take Trevor Lawrence. I know uh, Jacksonville 0 and 4. They haven't looked the best. Urban my I mean, we can't even talk about the Urban Maya stuff and that craziness off the field. Cause that, you know, the, you know that's like, yo. Give Are you going to be grinding with like, so, I mean, like, like, not even grinding, yo. I saw this man had, was like, had his fucking finger up. This girl's a, you know, like, butthole. Like, yo, it's like, come on. That man, <laughs> but that man's grinding. That man's yo, grinding. It's disgusting. It's like, bro, like, you're growing. Like, you've, you know, trying to, but, you know, like, shame on, shame on Jacksonville that, like, you're going to hand over the keys to this man. <laughs> like, what, yeah, what, due, what due diligence did you do? You know? <laughs> This is the bed that you made. Now you have to fucking sleep in it. You know? it that's it, why. The, that's why they're getting the first round pick overall. Loser organization. So, Loser organization. So Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Now you know. Just to get back to you know, he's lost more games this year than he has in his whole high school and college career combined. Um, you know, four games, which is you know. Welcome just, to life. This is yeah, exactly. This is a real world, bud. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I think I still take him number one overall. I think um, we saw a little something from. Um, Justin Fields lately, which was cool to see coming out of Chicago, and he's now he's going to get that lead job going out. They kind of named yep. him the starter for the rest of the season. Uh, we see Mac Jones up close and personal here, so we kind of have a good view of him. Um, Zach Wilson, we played against him, so decent. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if I would take him second. Uh, so if we want to go back to our list and, and just to finish off Trey Lance and San Fran, he's he's played a little bit, not much, but when he's in there, I think he's been productive. Um, so, you know, if we want to go back to our list, do I take these guys in the same order? I don't know. I think we can jump them up. I think I like uh, Zach, uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one, still. I think we can move. Um, I would move maybe Trey Lance up to number two because I like what I've seen from him. I think maybe Justin Fields. I, I don't know. This this order isn't that bad, to be honest. Cause I, I think mean, these, I would, I would these, probably. These guys still got a lot to play out. You know what I'm saying? There's still so much to see. I'm a so huge. It, it, I'm it's a hard. Huge, it's it's yeah. hard to fucking. It's hard to you know plant a flag four four games in. But um, I don't. I don't know. Still, still a lot to talk about. What do you What do you guys think? I'm. I've I've been a huge fan of Justin Fields for a grip. I saw um, I saw a Netflix documentary on him like three years ago. Oh, for sure. The quarterback uh, thing. Um, the quarterback thing. He was on it. The dude. Um, in fact. I walked away from that one and I said from that watching that and I said, okay, uh, between this dude and then there was a Georgia quarterback. Jake Fromm. You already know. You already know. Thank yep. you. So that was a great Netflix series for anyone who hasn't watched it. Go back if you're a Justin Fields fan. And by the way, you should be a Justin Fields fan. Um, just he's just got that for me. Honestly, he's got that young superstar look. So just just that alone. Truthfully, that bumps him up above Zach Wilson because for me, like, look at Zach Wilson. He's a fucking clown. I'm sorry. Like, you know, that's just that's just me. I mean, Davis went to BYU. You know, he's a clown. He's a clown. Like, again, I'm I, listen, if he goes and wins the Super Bowl, wins an great. Honestly, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to hate on nobody. But honestly, my money, my money would be, you know, Trey Lance is a stud. I don't get the I don't get clown vibes from him. I feel like he's a you know, he's a young cat. 
obviously with super huge upsides. So, you know, for me, honestly, like it's it kills me that Zach Wilson is even at number two. Honestly, I think it's like a disrespect to the other guys. So that's me. I mean, Mac Jones, you know, he's he's gosh, that, that man's as um he's as safe as you can as you can call anything. So I don't know. Greg, what are your thoughts, bud? My thoughts to my previous comment about just the duality of quarterback and coach and who who is the who is the main cause of, of what happens with teams. I think we see it here with rookie quarterbacks in the organizations that they come into. Uh, t- traditional loser organizations, uh, the Jets, uh, we're, we're seeing that Zach Wilson could be better in certain I, – I don't think we're seeing it, but I'm, we're seeing again how the Jets have drafted super high and just not helping the kid out. Like they – People need to develop. Uh, I, I we, if we want to talk about nature, nurture, whatever, we don't need to get into that right now. But it, it's just it's just like a throw them in here, see if they can figure it out. And if they can't figure it out, then they're just they're just not good enough. Um, versus what we're seeing with the with the Patriots, um, and what you're sort of gifted more with uh, a team that has like better support staff around you and coaching is that they understand development and in the process. And it's just, you know, I, I wouldn't change the draft and in, in how these people were drafted at the positions they were, but it's just, it, I feel like there should be more of an emphasis on these loser organizations and focus on their ability to not develop people. And, and, and I just, I, yeah, dude, like we were just like the we were focus, just like yeah, the focus like, like is, is on the person and this person these people get trashed. Sam Darnold looks like he's doing pretty okay. All of a sudden he gets a, he gets a change of environment and now he looks like he's doing okay. And so Zach Wilson fucking steps in for the Jets and he just looks like he's fucking he's got chocolate stains in his underwear every fucking week. So I I just I don't understand it. Yeah, no. Or dude, I, yeah. They are loser they're like you said, they're loser organizations. Jacksonville's fucking a dump. You know, um, this man walked in there. Um, Trevor Lawrence probably walked in there. I was like, what the fuck am I walking into? Yeah, he probably yeah. fucking saw Zach Wilson's crazy ass mom. was like, what the fuck's going Like, I'm maybe not. Obviously, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, go- I'm going off topic here. But, like, I can only imagine, like, you know, going into that. Um, actually, was the draft in person? Were they all in the same room? I think they were. So, like, you know, imagine going to a draft and, like, Zach Wilson's mom's, like, you know, for anyone who don't know, you know, Zach Wilson's mom's all about that drama. She's like, Greg, you know about that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she, she's, she's fully involved in what's going on in his past <sighs> life. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, see? And even the, even the fucking dog don't like fucking Zach Wilson and, his, and the mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Dude, you know <laughs> the dogs have that intuition, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so that was just yo. Any other real quick on that quarterback talk before we get into? Let's talk. Um, let's chat real quick about any of our fantasy teams or or any of that stuff, and then we can just ho- uh, hop off real quick. But what do you guys think about? Um, you know, like how, how did your fantasy teams do this week? Mine went uh, one and one on the week uh, after after four games. Uh, after four weeks, I'm three and one in both leagues. Can't complain about that. I'm if uh, second and one, and I think in maybe six and one league. So the only thing I sucks for me big time is uh, I got David Montgomery. Both of my leagues, he got fucking bundled, oh. obviously. 
Um, so I got him in both of my leagues. I was able to pick up, and I got Joe Mixon, who got hurt a little bit. So waiver why I didn't go through as as I hoped. You know, I, I didn't have fucking the best waiver position, but and I don't do the FAAB thing, so it's yep. just fucking nonsense, fucking waivers. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's what's going on with my team. I can't complain three and one in both of my leagues. So what do you guys got cooking with that? I mean, same thing for me. I'm three and one in both of my leagues. I'm in first place in Greg's league. And I don't even Took think down the number one team, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see, you know, at the end of the day, it's not, you know, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. That's the way I look at it. But, you know, I don't even think I said my team name. My team name for Greg's league is Sue. <laughs> for, anyone, for anyone who don't know, that's, you know, that's what Ronaldo be saying when he scores. So anyways, yeah, three and one um, in both my leagues. Um yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to get into depth with my players. I'm just, you know, you probably heard it from last week's pod, but, you know, who's really running the ship for me? Again, I've got um, I've got in Greg's league, killing it for me. I got Russell Wilson, not killing it, but he came through with at least not having fucking, like, negative points. Like, come through for me with something. Came through with that touchdown to DK. And, yeah, I beat the second-place team. I'm fucking pumped because I'm 3-1. I'm and one. Both my leagues, like, and I beat John in Greg's league. For me, he's been like a nemesis. Like, I've been like just, <laughs> I've just been dying to beat this. And John, if you're listening, like, I hope I see you in the finals because I am coming for you, bro. Yeah, and John, you know I had to bundle you a couple times in FIFA. I hope you're listening. Um, yo, Greg, what about what's the scoop? With nah, your nah, yo, fam, that's a different John. We got we got mad Johns up in. Here. Oh my fuck. <laughs> Well, just nah, in case nah. he's listening too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Shit. You already know, Greg. Hit us with fucking Commissioner Hog. What's Yo, fucking... Commissioner Hog. Commissioner Hog had a really nice week. He had a DFS style like point scoring week. Um, I'm at the top of the charts in points in that league, but I'm still in third place uh, based off a of record. Uh, the team's looking team's looking real nice. Toy. But in the in the in the in the league Vic was talking about with Team Sue, uh, the 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 regulators, um, uh, Commissioner Hogg, um, struggling in that league. And you know, I got I got a lot of points, but I'm struggling with injuries, and I got backup players. So uh, trying trying to do good, but I, I got another win. Um, you know, just a hair under a hundred points, so nothing sexy. Uh, my opponent had 60 something points. So he had an absolute trash week. Wow. I'll take the, I'll take the W. Um, I'm not feeling super great about things, but I'm in a good position. And, you know, if I can just position my, te- my team by the time the playoffs roll around, uh, that's all that really matters. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I don't care if I'm in first or eighth, if I have the best team at that time, that's what I'm looking for. That's a good way to look at it for sure. Like Victoria said, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Um, I always think of it too, like the first, maybe, and I don't want to give away any trade secrets here, but uh, I think of it like the first third of the season, you kind of see how your team plays out. Um, Second, third of the season, you kind of make any adjustments how you got to make trades. Maybe you got to look, be on the low for the uh, last third of the season. And then the last third, you see how, you know, obviously see how that plays out, but uh, I'm excited to see how the final, uh, or you know, uh, the the rest of the season goes. And you can't Yo. you you can't win you can't win the season for sure. Uh, after the, it's not, this is how I think about golf tournaments. 
golf tournaments go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you can't win the tournament on Thursday, but you can for sure lose it on fucking Thursday. So yep. uh, that's no different than fucking fantasy stuff. So um, yep. any other chatter you guys want to get into? We can hop into some DFS stuff. Uh, after. Yeah, I'd just like to get Vic's headspace on something. So something I just thought about. What do you got? Uh, you know, Vic, my league is a little bit different than some other leagues. I know people tend to like to have their leagues all the same rules, all the same number of people or whatever, so that they can just have one sort of steady state of mind throughout their teams. Mine's a little bit different, um, takes a little bit different requirement uh, of thought. And and you came at this league and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago at the beginning, when we were talking about draft time, you came at things a little bit differently this year and we're feeling a little uneasy about it. How are you feeling now about how you drafted versus where your team's at? Well, I'm going to tell you here, I mean, <laughs> nah, man, honestly, I went into it this year with more of like, uh, just more of like, seriously, like more of like a mature approach. Uh, in past times in your league, I look at an auction league and I'm like, I'm going to fucking blow this money because this is fake money. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm going to grab who I think, in my opinion, is like the best two players. But guess what? That strategy absolutely porks you. So um, I really went on uh, waiting, waiting, waiting to kind of like just just build a roster of guys. And you were saying that it was like, it was killing you too. Like waiting was like, you see guys coming off the board for a certain number of dollars. And you, you were just talking about how it was like killing you, not getting in on that action. Well, no, there were some guys that were flying off and I'm like, well, fuck, like, well, that, no, that's just waiting too much. Like, so, you know, so I do, I do love your league for that reason, because it just, it's, it's a different element, you know, versus the, versus the drafting. So, I don't know. You know, I, I would say, you know, right with any, um, you know, anything, right. You get a little, you get a little older, you get a little wiser. I would have to say that some of my techniques, you know, getting a little wiser. So that's all. Oh, so like far that. so good. I like that. Um, all right. Any other things you guys want to chat about real quick, or we can kind of hop into our other topics down the kind of uh, in a couple minutes here. No, I'm good. All right, let's. Um, we're gonna just come back right back after these words from our sponsors. Let's go. We're getting sponsors on the show. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. We're gonna be back right after this word, and I will holler back at you. jump into we were able to just talk about some of the football stuff going on and uh maybe the redrafting the quarterback uh the rookie draft class but we're gonna jump into uh some wrestling talk victorious always hits us with the fucking double axe handle off the top rope um <laughs> break us off cuz what do you oh victorious yeah. break us off Ooh, let's go oh me Gene, let's go here um Yo, um, little AEW update here. Um, just want to kind of just catch everyone. I guess quick up to speed. There were some announcements today on AEW Dynamite on TNT. They're going to be adding a new belt on Friday nights to their Rampage show. So I think sometime in January, it's going to be Friday nights on TBS. 
Um, they do like a 10 to 11, one hour late night segment. So if you're smashed on a Friday night and just want to get stupid, you know, you can just throw it on TBS and watch that. So uh, more to follow on that. You know, I'll follow, try and give everyone as uh, as best as an update. Uh, you know, a few matches um, that went on tonight um, on the uh, Wednesday night Dynamite show. Um, but, you know, nothing too, too crazy. Um, you know, they continue with their... You know, cool little storylines. The biggest one being, uh, again, Brian Danielson uh, beefing with Kenny Omega, the current AEW champion. Uh, that's kind of like the big hot stuff right now. But switching gears a little bit um, to the uh, frenemy, enemy, whatever you want to call them, you know, WWE. Um, you know, as I spoke and I've been kind of building up. Uh, a you know WWE uh, recently had what they have a is is a draft. It's a shakeup. It basically it allows uh, both SmackDown and Raw to have a shakeup of their roster. Um, Friday night, uh, October first, was the first night of the you know draft. Um, and basically, you know, for those you know again who have been listening or maybe know a little bit about it. Um, some big takeaways that I took away from the overall draft was that SmackDown, the blue brand, two hours, still, in my opinion, is uh, the better show uh, when it comes to all of the WWE segments or, you know, I guess both shows between Raw. Uh, SmackDown's held on, uh, gosh, on Fox on Friday nights where um, Raw Mondays is held. On USA. So SmackDown walked away with, you know, gosh, I'm going to just throw some names out there. Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair, Drew McIntyre, The New Day. Um, you know, those are just, you know, when you hear those names, I'm sure folks may have, may, may, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping people may have heard a little bit about those guys. And then some new crews coming in. Um, Hit Row. Uh, they're coming in from NXT. Uh, they're kind of like a hip hop, like, honestly, they're going to be a real, real interesting. I I'm excited. Um, that's kind of the swagger we kind of want to see uh, going on in wrestling. So um, is that is, is moving NXT into those uh, matchups kind of like coming up from AAA into like the big leagues? It, it's exactly that, Greg. Seriously, it's exactly that. So, you know, not everybody from NXT was drafted into um, either Raw or SmackDown, but there's a few names that got drafted in. Uh, a couple international people. Again, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get into their names, but um, you know, there's a woman who uh, from China got drafted to SmackDown. She's like, you know, a serious brawler. Like she might kick some like bitches. Like she might. She might like hurt some people. So like you know, she got drafted later in the um, in the rounds. But again, my biggest takeaway from all of this was Raw is a three hour show. They have to fill. Um, their roster with names, of course. So some of the names may not be as high profile, but what they do have headlining their show is uh, essentially a bunch of somewhat proving guys that are still kind of needing to show, you know, that they're big time. And I think that's what they're doing with Raw versus SmackDown, where, gosh, again, Roman Reigns, Charlotte Flair. I mean, those two names alone just speak nothing but history. And then tag that along. The Usos, who are Roman Reigns' cousins, are also on SmackDown, and they are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So, again, you know... A lot of power, there. 
What's that? A lot of power there. A lot of power. In fact, it's really the, what, what they've got going on right now over in SmackDown is a really, really good thing is Roman Reigns is the head of the table. He is basically, yeah, he's like basically the head, the, the head of the table. And again, I've, I've probably mentioned this in past pods if folks followed on the wrestling part, but at some point, uh, Roman Reigns, who is part of the Unai, Unai family, um, which is part of where The Rock and all those folks are from. At some point, The Rock and Roman Reigns are going to wrestle. Um, and when that happens, that is going to be, you know, I mean, everyone will know. That's all I have to say. And, wow, um, you know, that's and definitely... when I, and, yeah, and when I, you know, don't don't say it and tell you so. So oh, that's that's some good foreshadowing right there. Yeah, and you know that's 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 the wrap up on my on my wrestling segment. I think SmackDown was the biggest takeaway. Again, it's a two hour show versus a three hour show. A little bit easier to watch through. Um, it's a Friday night, so again, you know, um, nice little lineup on Friday night between SmackDown followed by AEW Rampage. So Yo. yeah, boy. I hate to, um, and I hate to put you on the spot, and I hate to even, like, it's no different to me than, like, talking about, um, like, who's the best, like, LeBron or, or, or Jordan or things like that. Like, we should always appreciate these guys in the role, right? right? But, like, I'm, I might ask you this, like, every week, too. Like, out of these two companies, who are you feeling right now? Because right now, like, again, I was, I'm like, I was, like, an old WWF head, Attitude Era, um, and now, like, AEW maybe got my curiosity peaked, you know what I'm saying? But, like, out of these two right now, who, who are you leaning right now? If you had to pick, who are you picking? I'm picking AEW, straight up. Yeah, I mean, well, well you got AEW or, or WWE. The way yeah. I look at it is you really don't have to choose between either or, honestly. That's what I'm saying. You, that's what I'm saying. That's, you, that, that's that's why I prefaced it, right? That's yep. Why I prefaced it. You 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 really don't. Um, I think when all of this started with AEW, everybody looked at it as, like, a war. It's not a war. I mean, look at all the followings that WWE has. Like, they're going nowhere. Like, yeah, going, like they can eat. Everybody can eat. Everybody can eat. Vince is Vince will always eat. You know, it's almost like I'm the. I'm hoping at some point. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but like at some point, these worlds are gonna have to combine. If Vince just leaves and just lets Triple H take the reins which i'm really hoping happens in like five years if not sooner shit's gonna get like crazy with wrestling like we're talking worlds combining like yeah, AEW. crossover the crossover bro right. and that's like it that's, wouldn't be a first time it would not be the first time and think about it when crossovers happened last with the nwo um starting up in wcw and putting people leaving it was like you know it was on another level. Like that was high drama. Again, we were we were much younger. But think about dudes who were older than us. They were loving that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. You know, more to follow. Cause like you said, AEW is a great show. You can't go wrong. I promote both of them. I promote no, it's a all good, wrestling. It's like yeah, for sure. It's like it's like um, it's like the Revs. It's a good time to be a Revs fan. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And that's why we talk about it. You know, it's it, there's there's nothing really negative about anything that we talk about. It's all, you know, we let's go, let's go. Yo, um, let's wrap up the wrestling talk. Always, that's appreciate it. That's that. all I got. Always appreciate that fucking, like I said, a double axe handle, fucking boom, right off the top rope. Appreciate that, uh, victorious. Um, yo, we're gonna jump into some DFS talk. We, you know, we go fucking hard and heavy into the DFS chatter. Uh, uh, Greg, did you were do you guys play besides the stuff that we play, Greg? 
uh, like we had like the listener league, right? We had the little listener league results. Do you do you, or, or the listener league? I should say. Do you guys play besides any of that stuff? No, no, that's that's pretty much it. Oh, really? That's all you guys play? Yeah. All right. I, w- I wasn't aware of that. Um. So yeah. So uh, you, we have the results for obviously for the listener league too, and we hopefully do that again this week coming up. Um. For week, what are we going into? Week five now. Yeah. Um. So Rory coming, Rory coming oh, away on top. Yep. I yeah, already... Rory smash. Before we go into this real quick, uh, there's one game that I started playing recently. It's those um I think I, I texted you guys, but it's those um those polls or um damn, what the hell is it on DraftKings? I don't know if you guys have ever been a part of it. It's the fuck where you just choose like a bunch of lines and it it's killing me. Sorry, it's at the tip of my tongue, guys. But um basically um Damn, it is killing me right now. <laughs> yo, it'll, 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 yo, it'll come. It to will. You. Anyways, keep going, keep going, fam. My bad. No, nah, no worries. So yeah, we just did the, you know, the the DraftKings uh, listener league. Let's call it that. Um, Rory Doherty came in first. Good work, Rory. Rory, he fucking Bullshit. beat us. All. Yeah, he beat us all. Dude, so he we crushed us. He crushed. He, he got that bread. Um, so yep. you know, we pay out. We pay out in full. But nonetheless, I think who who won it in our did it go? Uh, what was the order? Greg, me, victorious. Was that our order? Did I come in last? You guys have that up. I didn't um, see. Where, I didn't see where you finished. I just. I just. I know somebody just got focused some... on myself. Yeah, like I have been. I'm in second place, second place, third place, and obviously first place takes home the money. So I'm so, just fucking. I'm rearing to go. I need. You have, you have it up, guys? Give, us, give us that. Uh, order. Greg is Greg's chomping at the bit. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. I get it. You give, us order, give us that order. Give us that order, cuz. Uh, Rory topped in at one with one fifty five. Jay Saul second place one forty four. Uh, G Buell, Mr. Greg Buell here, one thirty-eight, finishing in third. Uh, I finished, school. yeah, I finished in fourth. I finished in fifth, and um, you know, the, is, who was that? Ha- who came? Who came in last? Uh, oh wow, 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 wow! Was it Rob Lav? Rob Lav, you've been put yeah. on blast. The, the oh, bird shit. man. That happens. Happens to the best of us. You know, what it I'm saying? does. It so does. just on onward and upward. If we if you didn't come in second. I mean, if you came in second, you, you won just as much as last. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, uh, for that last week for my um, my team, my personal team, of course, we go hard and heavy in the cash streets. Um, we're talking about, you know, we throw like a Kia. We've we got like a Kia on the line uh, each week. So <laughs> we, we go hard and heavy, dog. So we went up, uh, didn't have, didn't, didn't cut it this week. You know what I'm saying? We took an L. Uh, sometimes we do that. We didn't play DJ more. Basically, I had a I had a lineup, and I sent it off actually to Rob. Um, I sent it off to Rob. I said, "Here's the three v three I'm thinking about." It was came down to my wide receivers: Devonte, Adams, DK Metcalf, and then this guy Westbrook Akina from uh, Tennessee. He was yep. playing because Julio and um, AJ Brown were both out. Matthew Berry very hot on him. So those three guys, or my other three was. Um, OBJ Beckham Jr. Um, AJ, uh, excuse me, not AJ, <laughs> DJ Moore, not your boy AJ Moore. So it was OBJ, DJ Moore, and Amari Cooper. So those three guys, or Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, and Westbrook Akina. I ended up going to West, the, the DK team, the DK Devontae, and of course, I didn't play DJ Moore. DJ Moore went off for fucking a million points. So went off. A fucking dude, shoot myself in the foot, me, because he was uh, an obvious play. 
Um, so I had to scramble at the end. Couldn't end. I ended up being like five points off the cash line. So just finished, finished just short of it. But nonetheless, we're we're back on the horse again this week. You know what I'm saying? Took the L. I was able to win my uh, to just to jump off on a on a tangent real quick. I was able to win my tease of the week last week, which was Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And I said I didn't really watch the end of the game, and it, it ended up doing well. So I needed Tampa Bay to win by two. Tampa Bay won by two. Thank you very much, Tampa Bay. Green Bay spanked uh, Pittsburgh, so that was my tease of the week. But just jumping back onto DFS, uh, yeah, we took the L last week. We're looking on to week five. Sometimes we take the L. We've, I think we're so far two wins, a tie, and a loss this year. So that's how we're shaking out so far. Uh, on to week five. Haven't even looked too much at the stuff. I've actually been looking at some. Uh, I'm doing DFS golf this week, back into those streets. Uh, yeah. We're doing, you know, baby volume. We don't get into the – we're not putting a key on, on the streets. Uh, we're not putting a key on the line. We're baby volume. But we're still doing that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's what I got going on for DFS. I haven't looked too much into the NFL, to be honest. So I can't give you, can't give you too much intel. But I'm sure if you look at the high total games, if I bring them up real quick, um, those are really the ones we want to target. So, uh, Greg, any any chatter on the DFS uh, yeah, just, just if you're looking to get in on that challenge or whatever, reach out to one of us, um, and we'll we'll include include you in on the invite. Um, oh, for sure. Looking forward to having people. Oh, for sure. I try to send that out to who who you know anybody that I can think of that is interested. Uh, but yeah, anybody out there listening, just reach out to us. We'll be glad to include you. I think we're playing for you know couple, you know ten ten nuggets or something, but. Yeah. Um, just looking offhand, the games that I would like to target, Giants-Cowboys looks like a big game uh, to target. Cowboys have been a good tar- uh, offense to target. Um, Bengal- Bengals-Packers looks like a decent game um, just right off the bat. The big big Thursday night game coming up tomorrow with the Rams and the Seahawks. So um, That's it. That's all we got for the DFS chatter. Um, any Anything else you guys want to talk about? We can jump into um, – I had a quick golf – stuff we can jump into music i don't know if you guys want to do that or gaming um i know we the celtics are right around the corner we haven't even touched on the big red Sox win that was yesterday because we you know we haven't really chatted on them uh too much uh for the podcast sesh but what else you guys want to talk about we don't really even have to talk about too much golf um so we can skip over that for this week golf is back in swing but we got a lot of chatter. Do you guys want to hit the Celtics up? What do you guys were you guys able to watch any of the preseason? They just played Orlando the other night. I don't want to. Um, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to downplay the the importance and the love of the Celtics. I think we all like are pumped, and and I'm sure you know Greg can probably add to it. I'm just when you when you mentioned that the Red Sox for me, I, I don't know, man. That shit just hit me hard last night. That shit. That shit for me was like. I feel like old times last night. I don't no, know. It's good. How yeah. old? Well, how old? How, how old? How, you're feeling in that game last night. Where did that take I you just, back? I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't had a feeling like that in years, Greg. Like, 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 like 2004? Like, yeah, we, we talking post-college, college, maybe maybe high school, maybe the first um, time you got a first hair on ball. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't, well, I don't think anything – let me put it this way. I don't think anything's going to touch on 2004. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To even sure. think that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, let's scratch that out. Yeah, Yo, you I, guys, have, have you watched? Have you been, you guys been watching all season? I've been, I've been tuning in here and there. You know what I'm saying? Enough to be disappointed. No, I just, I, I'll, I'll track every game, but it's just, it's just stat wise. I'm, I'm not tuning in for that, 
literally have three, watched... pl- three plus hours of dedication every night. Like I just, it's too much, I but, but absolutely last night, like I was, I was locked in and it's like, so if it matters, um, you know, I'm, I, I want to know what's going on. And there was, there was a lot of motion in the building. So I was, I was, I was dug in on that. Yeah. Shame. Honestly, shame on me, I guess maybe because yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been invested at all in the Red Sox and in like, not even just for this year, the past few years. Um, the games take too long. They're fucking too boring. Um, yeah, that's just straight up. I mean, they, was there a time, was there a time though that you were invested? Yeah, for sure. Just like Victorious was talking about 2004, but I think it was a, it was a different time in the fucking world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In yeah. general. So that's, but it, you know, yeah, it re- yeah, it required, it required just amount, just the same amount of a time of attention but where, where were you headspace wise compared to where things are now? Oh, I don't, I don't even, I don't even have the time to dedicate like three hours. Yeah. I got time, you know, the time that I have is like for work and for my kids and like for family. And it's like already been fucking earmarked like three times over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like, my, my time is fucking gone, you know, times three. Um, yes. But, you know, so, but, you know, it, it was good to, uh, to watch the game a little bit yesterday. Uh, I tuned in for a little bit, threw it on the TV. Um, you know, I guess it was definitely good. Victoria, so you, you made a good point. It's a little nostalgic for sure. Um, yeah. And again, I mean, again, I'm, you know, I can't track it back to like what year or like what it was. All I can say is it just brought back uh, an older, I don't know. I don't even want to even relate it to old. It just felt, it felt nice. It felt good. I, have, I haven't felt that in a while. I mean, anytime you can knock off, I mean, I, I think I saw a stat that we've knocked out the Yankees the last three times that we faced each other uh, from the playoffs. Um, that's kinda, that. that's that's a beautiful stat. So, I mean, so I guess in some ways, you know, I probably have felt this in a way, but I felt like last night was just different. It hit different. Like, like Yankees on a crazy payroll at fucking Garrett Cole on the on the on the mound. Like, that's the guy that's supposed to. How much money is that dude worth? He was supposed to, and what we were unbelievable. That's just how the, that's how the Yankees roll, dude. That's just that's the that's their motive since the beginning of time. We'll get so the fuck out of here. Movies. I'll tell you that much because Xander Bogarts went ham, and this man Schwarber crushed that ball. So we go. We got the uh, the Rays coming up. That's what yep. that's what the schedule tells me. Not that I, you know, like I said, I can't even front, but I'm just looking at the schedule, looking forward. Uh, and we got the Rays coming up. I think for the Rays, I did see that like the Rays dominated this year. I think. Well, I mean, yo, listen, the Sox were like like the, the that AL East was theirs for. All theirs. And then just after the All-Star break, that shit yep. just like Absolutely. fell off. And, you know, obviously all credit to um to Tampa Bay. They got some good young studs over there. They've got um Franco. Um, I think that's his last name there. He's like a infield guy there. But I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I think if you tune in, you won't be disappointed. But you know, again, this is, you know, it's it's there's, there's some good momentum riding into this because it's not like they just beat the Mariners or the Angels or the White Sox. I mean, they beat the Yankees, you know what I'm saying? And they beat them in dramatic fashion. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, I, I just felt it was somewhat necessary to kind of talk about that. You know, we're, we're, we're New England-based. That's what we do, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like uh, giving a little a little respect to the Red Sox, um, you know, w- w- was kind of needed. Oh, for sure. That's why, you know, I, uh, I agree with that 100% because – uh, we for sure just had to just show them their respect, give them their little flowers. But um, I, I, anything else you guys want to hit on before the Red Sox? You know, obviously we wish them well. We'll probably touch on the next uh, pod, just catch up with them and see how they're doing against this Tampa Bay squad. But 
Greg, anything else you want to touch on before we jump on? Um, we can hit the Red Sox. Excuse me. We can hit the Celtics um, before we head on out. But let, let's give the people what they want. What do you What do you got, Greg? Yeah, much more interested in the Celtics, but um, definitely got that nostalgia feeling too from the game last night. But they haven't earned my love throughout the season. Um, I think Larry Lucchino, for all his business sense, can just you know eat a pound of dicks um, and just and just rot away. I'm just fucking. He's 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 killed me as far as like my my passion for this team. Um, and just how he's treated people on their way out the door and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Celtics wise. Um, yeah. So how about, uh, do either of you guys see the, either Celtics, um, you know, recently? Um, I didn't watch the game the other night. I saw a few highlights. I saw Jason Tatum. Uh, he went, did some big things. I think, I, I don't think the, um, the starters played, Maybe the first half um, the other night against Orlando, but yeah, I saw like I saw like Tatum. I saw one highlight. He had uh, like a fucking nasty dunk on somebody, like just just straight up, right, just right, right in their face. But um, I don't know. Uh, did Marcus Smart play at all? Yeah, I think they just. I think this, like I said, I think the starters played for the most part. They played maybe a half, um, but it's you yeah. know I don't yeah. I don't know how much stock I put into the preseason. No, me um, either. I mean, it's exciting because it's the first one, and like you know, you're starting to get that. Um... Yeah, they won ninety eight ninety. They won ninety eight ninety seven. Don't get me wrong. You know, it was right, right. Don't, don't get me wrong. You know, we we'll take the W always, but um, it's a good chance for people to get warmed up, get back in the round in the game shape a little bit, um, see what the rookies or the younger cats, um, you know, hopefully can offer. It gives it gives them a little glimpse of the, of those guys, but. What do you guys um, – I mean, you have a, an outlook here, Greg, for the Celtics? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a little more dug in on the Celtics. Um, it's obviously the first preseason game of the season. Um, they played Miami, who looked uh, – uh, Orlando, who looked very scrappy. Um, we were in Boston, won 98-97 off a lucky um, – um, Romeo Langford three-pointer with 13-ish seconds left. The highlights that I'm taking out of this game, Jalen Brown, and I've always been sort of a more of a fan of Jalen Brown than Tatum, so I think I'm sort of on the short side there, and you guys can feel feel like arguing with me. I don't, I don't care. Uh, I'm going to support Jalen Brown on this, but Tatum is, you know, he's got that sort of, he's not Kevin Durant, but he's got that sort of, that build and game that just is, you know, it's, it's, it's what you want to have, but he doesn't take over the game. Like Jalen Brown, uh, Jalen Brown is just embedded in the game. He can come in as a sixth man and just continue to take over. And we've seen it time and time again, he can just score from all different places um, he's solid on defense where Tatum, I feel like he sucks the life out of a game and hate me if you want. Like I, I, I know Tatum is supposed to be like the prodigal son of the Celtics, but um, it, it, I feel like everyone else on the floor. So there's five guys on the floor when Tatum is in there and it's his, it's very clear when it's his time to take over, everyone else just falls asleep and they kind of just stand in their position and it's just, ISO ball and it's super predictable 
and I feel like it's a hit or miss night and, yeah. and you can't have that. You gotta, you gotta fucking diversify your, your scoring. And, and when Tatum's in there, you don't have that diversification. It's like, I need to do my thing and that's it. Um, but I feel like when Jalen's in there, like he's attacking, he's very quick, he's active on defense. He can score all over the place. Um, he's, he's much more scrappier than Tatum. Um, and so I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm on the short end of the, the stick in that sense. And whereas I feel like I'm much more on the Jalen Brown side than, than Jason Tatum. And if you want to fight me on it, then let's go. I would uh, say, I would say then we probably have to fight because honestly, for me, it really is like Tatum is like, he's gonna, I hope we eat the. I, I hope you're able to eat those words this year because I think at some point he's going to make just this big leap of like, whoa, oh shit, like, oh, he's hit another form. He's still mad young. I think he does, he has the NBA body. Jalen Brown, you know, obviously he's, he's not as big as Tatum, but I don't know. That's my take. I'm not like a huge, um, Tatum guy. I mean, I, I'm I'm with them. You know, I, I I like them. You know what I'm saying. But I, I think if I had to choose between either or, I, I would go with Tatum. But uh, again, you know, I think it's it's a product of being a, a part of Brad's system. Brad's not the coach anymore. This this new coach is in the system now, and I think we're gonna see maybe maybe another level of Tatum that we haven't seen before. So I don't know. That's my take. Man, that that's an inter- it's it's an interesting conversation. I'll tell you that between Jason Brown and, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, just off the bat, I would say like, oh, I, I I think Jason Tatum is the better player. I think he deserved All NBA third team last year, which he got robbed on. Um, I don't, but in my head, I, you know, I I think I like I want it to be Jalen Brown honestly because I like Jalen Brown better. Because I think he's a just a better all around player. I think he's better on defense, and I don't know. I, I'm excited, like Victoria. It's like you just mentioned. Let's see what this year, this first year without Brad brings. Let's see what this first year with the new skipper brings, and you know maybe a new, you know, some new responsibilities. Who, who knows? But they both yeah. should be both stepping their game up. And like Jason Tatum, last year you were like maybe fringe All NBA. Obviously, he didn't get All NBA thirteen, but he if you look at stuff like he might have deserved it. Um, he needs to be bringing it this year and like being like, yo, I'm all NBA. I'm one of the top 15 best players in this league. Like, and here's, there's no question about it. Like that's what, that's what you got to do this year. My issue is that it's not, it's not Celtics basketball and it's not going to get you, it's not going to move you up the table. It's just going to be, it's just going to be the Jason Tatum show where he's going to, he's going to pause you know, well outside the three, he's going to do a little through the legs around the back you know, in his, in his little fadeaway thing that you can't, you can't get your hand anywhere near. And sometimes it's going to hit and sometimes it's not, but it's super predictable and it's, it's not going to get you, it's not going to get you there in the end. You need to be dynamic. Um, and I just, he, he adds an aspect and I feel like it's just a different aspect than the rest of the team. The rest of the team is more of like a team ball and it's a, we're going to attack you from where you're weak sort of a sense where it's Jason, Jason Tatum ball is we're just going to do this Jason Tatum thing that you just can't really defend. And hopefully it works out. 
it, I don't like it. And, and I don't know if I'm just being biased by the fact that like, I just don't like, you know, I just don't like that sort of thing. I'm more of like a team ball, you know, um, type of person, but I, I just, I don't like it. And I, I don't it, feel it, like that's, that's the key to get them to the championship. Greg, like, I mean, you guys probably know this, but like, I'm a, you know, I've been a, I've been a Spurs fan my, my whole entire life. Like I, that, that's been my, not, not to get, um, not to switch gears, but like, I've been a Spurs fan and I feel like that whole like team ball shit, that's like, it's just, it's sad, but it's like, it's kind of really not part of the NBA anymore. It's really about like special, like play, like three point shooting, big centers, three point shoot. Like it's all like, it's different it's a different it's a different i mean trust me i miss those days of like yeah you know fucking passing the ball doesn't even touch the court and just you know boom 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 passing passing like honestly again you know it, it, it'll be interesting i i mean hold greg hold out hope for tatum brother hold out hope for tatum man vic and and i just say to that comment that like i understand what you're saying but it's not gone that style of ball works in the NBA if you're the top one or two or three players in the NBA. But there's but 20, the ceiling, but, seven, there's but, 27, 28 other teams out there that need to play like need to play team ball. It's not just that it's the I'm the I'm the superstar, you know, talent that everyone's identified. And we're so just going to play my game. So, so what's Tatum's ceiling to you? What's Tatum's ceiling to you? Mental, he, physically, no, he no, has like, the like skills. What, what, what's his ceiling? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you foresee him being? Like, do you see him being a top five NBA player in the next season or two? I don't. All right, then, then he, then he's not your guy. Then. Yeah, exactly. I, I see him. He's, I see him just outside that, but he's got to be in. If not the top five, he's got to be in the top three. If that's going to be our strategy as a Celtics team, like he's got to be in that top three, at least top five. If if we're gonna if we're gonna win based on that strategy, otherwise we got to have we got to have multiple pieces. Hav, what's your what's your take? I mean, I know I know no, you I, kind of chimed in a little bit, but no, it's 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 hard because it's hard because the NBA is such a top heavy league. So if you're not one of the top five, six, you know, call it in the, you know, there's 30 teams, I think, maybe, you know, if you're not one of the top four in the East and one of the top four of the West, and maybe the West is like, you know, has been a little even top heavy themselves. So it's, it's the NBA is such a hard landscape, you know what I'm saying? And to say, uh, you know, Tatum, I don't know, to say, the, I'm thinking of like Milwaukee, like Giannis and Middleton. Like, but now Giannis is like MVP of the league. He's like a t- he's like the top dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He exactly. does it on both sides of the court. He rebounds heavy. Like his defense is fucking superb. It's hard. You know, I don't know what these guys' ceiling is, but they they both need to help each other. I'll tell you that they both need to elevate each other. Is what they got to do. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I w- I don't want to get too much further into the self t- self talks because we we kind of went a little deep. But um, uh, the one thing I want to mention, maybe something to think about, maybe a little homework for the next pod is. Um, the Celts over under uh, for this year, and where do you guys think it'll play out? I think the over under is forty five. I'm looking at forty five and a half wins, so eighty two games in a season, um, and the the win total I'm looking at is forty five and a half. So we can talk about whether we think uh, the Celts are going to get past forty five and a half, come in short, maybe even throw 
uh, a couple uh, bananas on it and see how that goes. So let's do it. Let's um let's wrap up the Celts talk. But yeah, just the preseason going on right now. Um, I think they get twenty guys on the roster. I think max max roster is fifteen. Um, so obviously trimming down. Um, you know they got some camp bodies and and what have you. So. Anything else you guys want to chat about on the Celtics uh, or any other NBA talk before we kind of wrap this episode seven up of the pod? I'm not going to get into details, but I'm just going to say um, they're, they're putting a lot of a lot of emphasis on Aaron Naismith. So I want to see if this guy can, from three-point range, I want to see if he can be the, the one that produces from three-point range. They had um, – you know that a couple. You you need someone in that forty percent shooting range um, to 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 spread to keep keep defenses spread out and keep them honest. Um, and they 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 gave that's what they thought they were getting from Evan Fournier. Um, and I feel like consistently enough he wasn't. He has been historically that he wasn't that, and he decided to leave. And Fuck so we need that Fournier. guy but we need that guy. And I feel like that's what they brought Naismith in to be is that high shooting percentage, three point shooter. Um, and um, I don't know if he's ready for that yet. So that's, that's what I'm going to be keeping my eye on. That's no, all I got on the Celtics. Not for nothing. Evan Fournier sucks. All right. I know like I've done, you know, I, I love NBA too. So I'm glad we got some NBA heads in the house, but Evan Fournier is a fucking dope. I don't know what the Knicks paid him, but it was too much. I know that. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to chat about? I'm just going to holler at the people before we leave. Let them know again about um, we appreciate the support. We're on Apple Podcasts now. We're on Stitcher. We're on Anchor. Um, so we're out there. I know these guys are promoting the IG. You guys on the gram, right? Um, yep. Yeah, I'm on the gram. I'm, I'm trying to get more active on the t- on the Twitter. Oh, I seen uh, that cuz. Oh, I seen that too. Yep, trying to get a little bit more active on the Twitter um and Spotify. That's the other uh Oh, it's on yep, Spotify too. Yep, so in Spotify, Apple, Anchor. Um let's go. Yeah, no, we're we're trying to get out there. We're going to be hitting up the 16th uh October 16th Revolution game. Rocked a lot. It is the Chicago Fire that come in here to play the New England Revolution. We'll be at Gillette. Um, so Let's anybody go. who wants to get down with us, I know we already bought tickets. Tickets were cheap, like 33 bucks, I think, um, which is, you know, that's just a lunch, you know, for some people. So yep. um, now we appreciate all the support. Hopefully people are going to be rocking with us that date. But this is uh, episode seven of the Revolution Pod. We're going to sign off. Anything you guys, you guys want to holler at the people? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to the next time we connect. Let's go. Yo, tell me where tell me where I'm wrong. So let's have a discussion about it. See you guys next week. Greg wants to debate. Um, I love it, Greg. Yeah. So again, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the love. Um, share, like, thumbs up, all that good stuff. Uh, episode seven of the Revolution Pod. Peace out, guys. Done.